0: I have no idea what the fuck's going on in that comic. What? I started hitting back. Yeah. And it it keeps on... I keep on hitting back. Yeah. And Marry Me gets weirder the further back you read.
1: Yeah, because it's written by a man who does not know anything about character development.
0: So there's Homeless Dad eating turtles and punching a doctor who's reading a dead homeless guy's diary that is shocked back to life because of the sadness of the di- what what the fuck am I reading at the gorilla basket I don't know it it makes less sense than I never thought and I'm reading it backwards and maybe I should read it backwards but still it comes it, it feels like random shit
1: it is random shit backwards forwards it doesn't matter how you read it it's it's Bobby Crosby and the only thing he knows how to write is a series of events that are not connected in any way. This doesn't make any sense. Remember, this is this is the same comic where they they stop off in like a town somewhere, and they hear a woman cry, and then the guy's like, "I recognize that scream. It's the sound of someone in labor." And he and he goes to deliver a baby, and in the process, he reveals that he's some, delivered
0: babies before. Yeah, he's,
1: he delivered a, a what was it? His own a nephews. Tw- yeah, his own nephews on a Ferris wheel. And this was revealed at no other time in the comic before this. And the only reason he brought it up is so that he can explain how he's able to deliver this baby, which has nothing to do with anything going on in the story. So it's like he he has to try to explain away something to have an event in the story that doesn't connect with anything that's going on.
0: I have no idea what I'm reading, and I'm stopping because it's getting worse.
1: It's Bobby Crosby. He's like the biggest derp. He, he doesn't know how to write.
0: <sighs> yes, he is. Damn it. So who's that Japanese composer who turns out was lying?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever heard of this guy.
0: It's a Japanese composer fraud. Okay, let's see here. Mamoru Samuraguchi? Gucci? Oh,
1: Close not. Yeah, uh I don't and think I've he ever com- heard of this guy.
0: And I'm looking for what he claimed he uh composed the uh, Resident Evil Dual Shock version on Um Okay.
1: Composed music for the Dual Shock version of Resident Evil. <laughs> I didn't even realize there were de- there was different music from the regular version.
0: I don't know. In the original Resident Evils, like I, like, to be frank, was asked to play anyways. Yeah,
1: controls. Funny thing is, I I I thought they had fixed that for the GameCube version, but I guess they didn't. I thought I remembered the the uh them changing it so that the direction you point is the direction they move, and not like I don't know. I thought they fixed it, but I guess they didn't.
0: And and they they talk. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. is. If we talked about like the guy who who did like uh, I don't know Dragon Quest or something, I would like give a give a fuck, but it's like <laughs> is is that so bad to say? I don't know because Resident Evil doesn't ever strike me as you know.
1: I couldn't I couldn't actually tell you what a Resident Evil soundtrack actually sounded like, other than the the low atmospheric noises and. That well, thing they do at the title screen.
0: Resident Evil. Well, girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Blame it on the rain.
1: Yeah. He claimed to be deaf and he wasn't even deaf. That's, that's, <laughs> there's no that's, reason for that.
0: That's kind of sick. Like, you know, it, it'd be like having a little puppet and on, on this fake reality. Oh, wait. <laughs>
1: Like, how how could he have gotten away with that for so long? Saying it, that he's deaf, you'd think someone yeah, that, who knew him, like immediate family, yeah, that family girl, that
0: girl could barely get through two days of pretending she was deaf for, without before messing up.
1: Yeah, it's like you you would think <laughs> that's like an immediate family member or someone would have been like, he's not deaf, but yeah, it's not even easy to fake. Uh, we're,
0: uh, we're referencing Joe Schmo. Uh, yeah, there was a yeah. season with you know. It it's when they when they go that far out there and they don't like try to play it cool, they just keep on pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. That's why the seasons don't last that long. They don't try to like play it cool and, and stuff like that. They just like, oh let's make it more outrageous and more outrageous and more outrageous and stuff. And in one season they had this girl pretend she was a contestant and pretend she's deaf with mm-hmm. a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. And and w- what happened was she was doing this really complicated stretch, and um, and the schmo says, "Hey, that looks very difficult." And she was looking away, and she turns back and says, "Yes, it is." Right. And he's like, "Wait a minute." Yeah.
1: Oh, that that doesn't have anything to do with why the shooting was so short. They they had like a set shooting schedule anyway, and they they made the they they made it every day that they intended to shoot. But yeah, they were having a hard time keeping him in the game.
0: Yeah, because he kept he kept on spotting it and they kept on and the thing is every time they they every time they sort of bring him back in mm-hmm. they they sort of re- over elaborate and, and knock him back out again
1: yeah they would explain too much
0: yeah and it's it's just messed up i mean the stuff where he, they had him like out on the scene you know grabbing a mark and stuff like that that was actually kind of cool because it felt like okay here it is this is a lot more of a dangerous situation. Something could go wrong, and then it's like, okay, it's cool, and it's uh, Uh I just, I don't know. It's, but, but yeah, back to this. It's really hard to fake being deaf. Yeah. I don't get it. Wow. And this made this made like ABC News, and the Wall Street Journal and shit like that. I'm like, wow. And I haven't even heard of this guy. And like I said, this isn't like a. I just, I just don't get it. Because like I said, it's, we're not talking about like the guy who composed the the Dragon Quest theme, you know. And I, I should remember his name, but I'm not I'm blanking. But you should know his name. That's yeah. the difference. That's that's the difference. I mean, versus this where it's like, hmm I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's just like this I'm I'm sorry, but but just trying to figure out where the fuck *Marry Me* is going from reading those pages just totally broke my brain, Neil. Broke my brain.
1: It's not going anywhere. There's no plan. behind It's like lost. Only it's even more nonsensical than
0: that. Why Love is a fan-assed J.J. Abrams. Like around season two, you're not going to reveal that they're all dead from the plane crash and they're they're all in purgatory the whole time, are you?
1: Oh no, no, I'm not going to do that. And then. No, that's exactly what they <laughs> see I, I believe them, that they, they were not planning that at all it's just that they had written themselves into such a corner they were like yeah we gotta do that
0: and what I love is they said oh there is no symbolism at all with showing the wreckage of the plane on you know scattered on the island during the final credit scene there is no symbolism at all bullshit <laughs> bullshit and it,
1: That show, it just angered me. Like, the people who watched it, after that finale aired, it was just like everyone on the internet trying to justify to themselves, you know, all the time they invested in that show. And it's just like, no, you got duped. This is a piece of shit. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's DCN, the superhero webcomic. DCN's got superhero antics and sexy girls. Read it now at DCN.com. DASIEN dot com. The
0: Thundercats. hole!
1: Yep. I almost forgot we did that. I'm like, wait a minute.
0: There was another. Ep-
1: there was another episode that we recorded.
0: Yep. So I went back and found it and put it up. Someone made a comment on like Crazy Nights.
1: Oh yeah, it was uh, uh... Ren. Yeah, it's Ren.
0: Oh, I love Ren. <clears throat> well, I have I have an idea what to do with this show. Let me get started. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hello, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about shows that you want us to watch. Uh, we want we want our regular commenters to come on the comment section, email us, contact us, you know, Smoke Signal, whatever. Tell us what shows we should watch. Of course, know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. That's actually pretty good. Okay, um, like I said, uh, you know, in the pre-show I was telling Neil yet again, he has to... Finished watching a couple shows: Fairy yeah. Tale, uh, uh, Avatar: the Last Airbender. Uh, you know, several of the shows like that. It's uh, mm. oh, Neil. Do you have Hulu Plus yet? No, I do not. It's like five dollars a month, Neil. Okay, I'll
1: check
0: it out. Okay, let me take a look at the anime section because they actually have an anime. They actually have an anime section. Well, we have to watch Space Dandy, of course. Space Dandy. Yes. It's an Abishin show.
1: Ah, well, that explains everything.
0: Oh, by the way, Tale is also on Hulu. Oh, excellent. In English? Let me find out. Dub, yes. Excellent. Okay. Other shows that they have. Let's see here. Well, Let's just go into the fairy tale section and see what they say you would like if you like fairy tale. You might mm-hmm. also like Bleach. Well, we already talked about Bleach. No. Uh, Attack on Titan. Oh, boy. Hitman Reborn. Oh, boy. Uh, sheesh, uh, sheesh. Guilty Crown. Uh, Baca to Test. Uh, Vampire Knight.
1: So this is just basically like the the Japan animation section at the at the local video store back in the nineties. It's like if you like if you like one type of anime, you'll obviously like it all.
0: Well actually actually to be be fair, some of these are very genre specific. Like okay. oh Kakaishi's on this and Kakaishi I love Kakaishi. I love Kakaishi. And to see Kakaishi on on Hulu Plus is great, so you have to watch Kakaishi because I love it. I absolutely love Kakaishi. Okay. Um so There's that. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, they have 16 episodes dubbed and uh, all the other episodes subbed. But 16 episodes is a lot. You said it yourself. 16 episodes is a lot. Yep. Well, actually, you said eight episodes is a lot. Uh, They have the original Bubblegum Crisis. So do I. They have Nadeshka, which we already talked about. Uh, New Dominion Tank Police. I have that. Uh, Good di- go
1: I used to have that.
0: But you hated it.
1: Yeah, and now I don't have it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <got> on DVD
0: <laughs> I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Irresponsible Captain Tyler. I have that. Uh, okay. Let's see. Anime action adventure. Naruto. Naruto. Kill a kill. We have to. You have to watch Kill a kill. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Helsing, which I never really liked. Oh, Quasar Stigma. Stigmata. I can't believe I can't believe they made that anime. How could they make that anime? I don't know. You Neil, know, Quasar of Stigmata is about this guy who gets power to fight by sucking on women's breasts.
1: Oh that, yeah.
0: It's on Hulu. Oh, my God. Hello. <sighs>
1: well, I think I knew the, know who the guest for that one will be. Could we ever do that? Kitty. Hawk. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, i will be like, she's... I better be on that show. Okay. Well, let's let's see if she's seen it yet. Okay, there we go. I just asked her. um Wolf's Rain, which I hated. Loop on the third.
1: I have some of those.
0: Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. Ooh.
1: That's the one with the girl in the really short, short shorts.
0: Ooh. Samurai Girls. Samurai Girls. It's it's about this school where like there's like girl gangs in charge and there's this one girl who's like a, like a super big time butch lesbian. Okay. And that's why I used to watch it. Okay. She's the main character.
1: No, she butch lesbian by anime standards and therefore very feminine actually.
0: She's actually very feminine looking. You know, she yeah. she wears a dress. She has long hair. It's just that she's also tough at the same time. And she loves cute girls.
1: <laughs> well, that's an automatic win, then.
0: All right. So, still looking here. Go-Go uh, 13.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a there's an OVA of that that I have not seen yet. I ha- I've seen the two movies.
0: So, that might be it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, there's actually... Fujiko has her own series.
1: Fujiko? How about that? I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it's called The Woman Called Fujiko Mine. Twenty six episodes. Hmm. I have not heard of this. You might need to get some of this Hulu, don't you? Oh yeah. Let's see here. Several other lupon series. Oh, Pat Labor. Pat Labor. You ever seen Pat Labor? I think
1: I've seen one of them. It's been a
0: while. By the guy who did uh, Birdie the Mighty. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> By the way, they have the Birdie the Mighty, Macross Two.
1: I don't
0: think I've actually seen that. Is this like a, a true Macross sequel?
1: Um, I don't know. I have a hard time differentiating uh, Macross 2 from Macross Plus, and I, I, I'm not sure if either of them are really all that highly regarded. I don't think so. Ah. Uh, okay. And I'm sure someone out there is like, how could you get those confused? Probably because I haven't seen them. <laughs> I'm sure they're worlds apart, but, you know. In my mind, they're basically the same because they kind of they both sound like a direct sequel, and yet neither one actually is.
0: Oh, that's just how you make things confusing and make it to where people have to buy both. Yeah. Uh, ooh, they actually have Samurai Harem. I love that. I read the manga. I didn't read actually watch the show, but you'd like it. I did. I know I did. Um, overall, just some. Let's see here. Let's see here. More. How do you really get into the genres in this thing. There we go. TV genres. Okay. Animation and cartoons. See, there's animation and cartoons and anime. So I wonder... Oh, yes, they do cross-pollinate. Oh, good. You click on animation and cartoons, there's anime in it. Good. Oh, God. I saw a previews for this fucking thing called Mother Up. This thing looks terrible. Mother Up. Mother Up is a Hulu original animated series that looks like it's done in shitty flash. Uh Oh, about a single mother of two that's like a foul-mouthed bitch. Because why not? <clears throat> well, oh, I'll yeah, that looks that. like
1: that looks like terrible flash. I can just by looking at it, I can tell it's flash because it's it's kind of you can tell what a, what a flash character looks like because it kind of looks like like a like a build a character. It's like it's clearly made out of uh, assembled parts. <laughs> Because everything, the perspective is just a little bit off on all the limbs. It's it's very strange. Yes. I wish they would just stop that. Yep. I mean, it's kind of sad when 60s Hanna-Barbera looks better than this.
0: Kitty Hawk has not seen it yet, but she says she wants to. Mm. Excellent. So, let's see. Popular in animation and cartoons. This will give us a gauge on, oh, God, that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series I still don't like. Mm. Why is Daria still on this? I don't know. What was the appeal for Daria? I don't get it.
1: She was the snarky girl from Beavis. But I have no idea.
0: I don't get it. I just don't get it. And oh, Fairly Odd Parents, right there. Anybody who wants to talk about Butch Hartman, we have a seat open. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just hate it.
1: What, what did you I, call him, Bitch Hartman?
0: Yes, I did. Well, that's just, that's why I said, wait a minute. I see another series that looks very Butch Hartman-esque. Is this a Butch Hartman series? Tough Puppy? Tough Puppy.
1: It's hard to tell because he's already had imitators.
0: Why would someone want to imitate his quote-unquote style? I
1: don't know. It is Butch Hartman. But there <laughs> see, was something on, on Disney Channel that uh, – a few years back that kind of had the Butch Hartman style. I don't remember what the hell it was.
0: You mean lack of style?
1: Yeah.
0: Speed Racer, The Next Generation.
1: Oh, for Christ's sake.
0: The Dating Guy, another Flash cartoon. Why the heck are they making like uh, like NBC sitcom style shows as Flash cartoons now? I don't know. The Fraggle Rock cartoons on this too.
1: The one from the 80s? Yes. Okay. Good. And does, then that means that they didn't make a new one.
0: Snorks is on here. Oh,
1: great!
0: <laughs> uh, Reboot is on here. We all know how much you love Reboot.
1: Oh, goody. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was the one that where Fest came on. Yeah. And Fest said he was gonna make. He was gonna take people down to the basement and cook them pizza rolls. On a pizza roll. Actually, that was before he knew about that. <laughs> I actually made jokes about that, and he didn't understand what I was doing to him, <laughs> which I thought was funny because I said, "You just, you know." He says, "You know, just contact me. I'll, you know, if you live in the area, contact me. Well, I'll, I'll show you the whole series of reboot, and I'll, uh, I'll even make you some pizza rolls." I, I, I said, "Just don't go into his basement." And Fest goes, "I live in the basement." <laughs> Remember? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went. You did not just volunteer that. Sure you did. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn Dirty Briefs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, the, the, the stupid Starship Troopers Roughneck Chronicles is on here. Oh, my God. I want to take it, tear that down. Something fierce. Hmm. Archer is on this. Oh, God. I hate Archer. Brave Star. Oh. Uh.
1: Did we already the, cover Filmation in depth and therefore we don't have to cover there
0: That's correct. Okay, good. The new Three Stooges cartoons? Uh Dick Tracy. Cyber Six is on here. Hmm. Love Cyber Six. Did you ever watch it?
1: Cyber Six.
0: It's it's uh by the South American comic artist that Pablo used to know.
1: Oh, no, I haven't seen this, but uh TMS
0: animation at yeah, its I re- prime.
1: I, re- I remember seeing clips of this.
0: Who's this Eloise girl? Eloise. I remember like children's books about her. but Apparently, she has cartoons now. I had her. Eh. Well, Denver, the last dinosaur, Saber Rider, and the Star Sheriffs, with intro by Peter Cullen. Hmm. You know, he's a big star too. <laughs> I say this because he wasn't. I know. <laughs> but people act like he always was.
1: Yeah. Like you do realize that he used to be Eeyore, right?
0: <laughs> and Chris Lauda was the guy that showed up uh, as as a bit character in Seinfeld.
1: Yeah. I mean the the biggest star out of all those out of all the '80s, uh, '70s and '80s voice actors was of course Frank Welker, but even then, he really wasn't, like, a household name until, like, maybe the late 90s, until the internet basically made him famous. Yeah. Because back then, if you <laughs> said Frank Welker, no one would know what the hell you he were talking about.
0: Yeah, because, it, because it'd be like, you know, they'd go, oh, we need someone to voice a talking carrot. Frank Walker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they would know him in the business, but, like, you know, your average uh, cartoon watcher back then would not know who the hell he was.
0: By the way, I just had to say that that was hilarious. And uh, earlier today, Neil and I were watching some Pinky in the Brain, Mm -hmm. and Neil's telling me about Pinky in the Brain and Larry. Right. And I went, well, you know, that doesn't work. And obviously, they knew it didn't work because they played it as if it didn't work. But one of the the only character that made like a third with Pinky in the Brain, you know, a third partner that actually worked in my opinion was Maurice. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Neil was like, "Who the fucks, Maurice?" I'm Like, oh, Maurice was a talking carrot. He was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So I sent up the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. The later Pinky and the Brain's, the one where they split off from Animaniacs. I have not seen all of those, so my my memory of those is a bit spotty.
0: Yeah, but you gotta admit Maurice was was good. Yeah,
1: it was a good episode.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was. I would say he was a strong
1: character, but he was he was funny.
0: He played off them well. Yeah, he, he did. And he actually like kind of felt sad for him in the end. Yeah. It wasn't at all like Larry or Snowball or uh... Elmira. Everyone knew that was a bad idea.
1: Yeah. And depending on who you talk to, it's, uh, when, when was uh, that Larry episode made and like, how, how far in advance was that from Peaky Elmira in the Brain? Because I heard a rumor that that episode was made because they knew that, that they were going to get paired up with Almira So it's kind of like a, a forecasting, sort of snide comment on the, on the deal. But I don't know if that's actually true.
0: <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was response to people telling them they needed a third character of any okay. kind. Oh, okay. It was just continued pressure from, uh, from just the beginning. Oh, okay. And like I said, the... I kind of, I actually liked Maurice cuz number 1 Maurice had a great character and Maurice had a great story arc if you would call it a story arc. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't too pinky, he wasn't too stupid but at the same time he was stupid enough that he could be friends with Pinky and he was smart enough to where he could aggravate the brain.
1: Yeah. I don't think he would have lasted though.
0: Of course it's, not. They not do as a regular, yeah. They knew he wouldn't last as a regular. That's why they buried him in the ground.
1: <laughs> then went back to what they do every night.
0: Yes. No, I agree with you. He wouldn't last as a regular, but for a one-episode third character, he was great. Right. Because every other time they tried to have a third character, like there was this other mouse that the brain was in love with. Mm-hmm. And she didn't oh, work. Oh, yeah. There I was the that. horse, Farfanugan. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, Snowball, uh, the Brain's parents. Uh, shit, it's it just a, a third character never really never really worked, and the only one that actually did work was Maurice, mm-hmm. voiced by Frank Welker. I mean, they even they even had Perry Mason as a third. <laughs> you don't remember that, do you?
1: I do remember that. <laughs>
0: There was a very pregnant pause. I thought it was in its third trimester.
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of the the Perry Mason uh, catchphrase. I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I see. It, it, for some reason, I, I had it. I had the the Orson Welles stuck in my head, which was yes, always. And I'm like, no, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's like I'm getting my catchphrases mixed up.
0: <laughs> like I said, I just thought it was hilarious that that. If they had Perry Mason, just continually cut to yes, I see, yes, and I then see. he and then he grows giant size and fights Godzilla. <laughs> and Pinky says the guy in the the guy in the three piece suit is amazingly uh, agile, <laughs> 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 or something like. I forgot. And there's probably gonna be some corrections. It's like, well, actually, the you know, in, in the video clip I attached, you can clearly see that. <gasps> And yeah, we definitely need to watch more cartoons now. We definitely need to watch more cartoons. Uh, Neil has to watch them. I have to watch them. Um, I don't know. I I only saw like five episodes of Young Justice, and people tell me I should like watch the whole thing. What, what, listeners, tell me what you think. I just sort of got sick of the whole Superboy thing because mm-hmm. you know I just explained this before, and I won't explain it again. But people know why. And should I give the rest of the show a chance? Should I actually sit down and watch the whole series? Listeners let me know. Um again, we're looking for guests from Butch Hartman. Butch Hartman.
1: Danny Panton.
0: That show deserves a a ditch. It really does. I'm sorry. It's 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 it actually is terrible. <clears throat> because the thing is this, if if you write with a persecution complex, you make a cardboard cutout world that that not only seems unfair, but but cartoonishly unfair to where everyone else who's a character in this world is is no is not even a character anymore. It's just a cardboard cutout. I mean, they I mean, I, I hate trolls. I I mean, I mean, I I hate pointing at it, but you know, the Amazing Spider-Man movie, the Flash Thompson character, you know that that's a bully character done with some semblance of a bully could be a human being, you know, mm-hmm. versus this person who, who just, you know, wakes up every morning and goes, gur, gur, I'm going to be bad to people because I'm a bully. That's mm-hmm. what I do. It's like, what? Who actually does that? Cause, because, because the thing is, you have to remember is nobody casts themselves in the role of the villain in their own mind. Right. Everyone in the world thinks of themselves as the hero of their own story. And one of the hardest things for anyone who writes or tells a story or a narrative to do is to figure that out, because if you write any other way, you write a story with a bunch of straw men, and uh, and uh, that could that that are easily you know swayed by your by your morally superior arguments. It's like yeah. no no one does a villain think he's a villain. Nowhere does a villain think I'm doing terrible things. A villain thinks he's doing great things. He's justified himself to himself, to everyone around him, to everyone around him who can stand being around him, his friends, his family. He's justified himself. That's what a villain is. A villain is a hero of his own story. I'm sorry if this, this came off as a bit of a rant, but it's it's something I've seen everywhere. And I've seen not just from Butch harpin but from people... That, that you know, Neil and I have worked in the webcomic world, and we've we've known lots of beginners and amateurs that always have a hurdle to get up, go over when writing, you know? hmm I mean, Neil, do you, do you write Lord Crimson to be, like, this guy who wakes up and goes, gee, I'm an evil person. What no. evil things can I do? Yeah, okay, see? No.
1: He's got his own justifications.
0: Is he the hero of his own story? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, who wakes up and goes, gee, I want to kick some puppies today. (laughs) No one is that cartoonishly bad in real life. Right. And yet we have some huge monsters in real life. We have Jeffrey Dahmers and and Ed Gynes and, and, and Ted Bundy's in real life. So we can have horrible, horrible villains in real life. But the thing is, you got to remember, is they are the heroes of their own story in their minds. And that's how you have to write, uh, that's how you have to write them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any th- final thoughts of that rant, Neil?
1: Uh, no, I think you pretty much said it.
0: Okay. I don't know what, what got over me there. It's <laughs> all of a sudden. just all of a sudden explosion. Oh, yeah, Butch Hartman. It's yeah.
1: all well, Butch Hartman's fault.
0: Well, actually, it's someone else's fault, but Butch Hartman's another symptom of it. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Should we do some revisits episodes of the L? Because we should revisit some things we've talked about in the past. Well,
1: um, I, I'm sure that there are some topics that we could revisit, but uh, I don't don't really have a have one picked out at the moment.
0: Well, certainly. Well. Well, Neil, you did say something interesting earlier. You said that you do yearly rewatching of certain animes. Yeah. Maybe we should do an episode on that. We get you, me, you, Kitty Hawk, and maybe Pablo, and say what anime do you rewatch once a year? Mm-hmm. What shows? What movies? What animations do you rewatch once a year?
1: Right. Are you Are you asking now, or is that just a, your the show that's topic?
0: A, that's a show topic we should do. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, think,
1: I think people do know what, what's on mine, or at least most most of what mine are.
0: I know, but that, that's an interesting conversation to have. Yes. So I think that's an episode we should do. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. boy. So let's see what else we got. Uh, we, we have to get some new guests, Neil. We have to get some new guests on here. Uh boy. Yeah. Let's get Ren again. Let's get the uh, the Chew if we can.
1: Oh yeah, we haven't had Chew on in a long time.
0: Let's get the Chew. Let's get Ren. Let's get uh, let's get some other people. What what's what, let's get uh, what's her name? The person she was on the Beacon. And she was actually the only funny one. Oh Tanya. Yes.
1: Yeah, we can get Tanya.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: The funny one.
0: Well, I know Fest does not listen anymore because if he did, he 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 would say something on Twitter or something, or next time I'm at a convention, he shows up at it, he'll just shout at me across the room while I'm setting up again. You're wrong again, Ben. <laughs> you know how awkward that was? It, it was like he wanted to start a locale fight in public or something. I am like, dude, I ain't one of those kinds of people, so no.
1: Pulls out his toy gun and then is immediately tackled by security.
0: But it's got the orange tape on the tip. <laughs> I I just uh, I don't know. I just uh, I just really look at this and I go, what's the point? What's what's the point in, in doing something like that? You know, that's the thing is people accuse me of of being a uh, uh publicity, you know, seeking something or other and I'm like Yeah Well you say that but you know other than just you know saying what I think I don't really think I'm like that. For for instance there was uh, uh there there was this whole Twitter it wasn't even the Twitter argument. It's just, you know, after our Thundercats episode was was being recorded and I was watching tons of Thundercats and Silverhawks and Tiger Shark videos on YouTube, YouTube su- suggested I watch this one guy's channel. And I'm not even going to give the guy the courtesy of tell- telling my listeners what his channel is because he's so insignificant. But this is a guy who just is so bad at it. You know this this is a guy who's incredibly dry in his delivery who 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 has like random referential humor that has no place in actually talking about acts horrified at the uh, at things that are 18s cartoon regular stuff and complains about scale issues of transformers.
1: You know what I think it was is that he just didn't really have anything to say. I mean, I don't it's the problem with most uh, angry reviewers is that, you know, once you establish yourself as the angry type reviewer, then, you know, it, unless you're just, unless you're actually good at being entertaining, then there's really no point in watching. Stuff. Breakfast is ruined. There's, yeah, there's, because you know, you know what they're going to say. It's like, oh, they're going to, they're going to take something, you know, anything you can find and find all the flaws in it and never say anything positive. And boy, isn't, isn't nothing, nothing old about that.
0: And the thing is, all I did was I, I said two things. I said, I said, he, uh, he comes off as dry. Uh-huh. And I said that he, he tries too hard
1: mm-hmm.
0: trying to sound angry and dry at the same time, which I think is almost like a talent, but, and, and he, he, and he, he, it took him like two weeks to respond to my tweet. And he, he, he accused me of, of, of being a coward because I don't have my face online. Hmm. And I do a podcast instead of a video review series. He says, I'm too scared to show my face. And I'm like, really dude. But because the sad thing is this, his girlfriend or wife or whatever actually is, is on the same show and on the same channel. And her show is actually halfway decent. Mm -hmm. Whereas she like talks about repairing old toys and stuff like that. It's like, 'Cause it's it's regular stuff. She's not a character, she's just like repairing toys. It's like, okay, this actually Neil was like, This is this is watchable, and then all of a sudden he shows up and he's like he's like, shitload of fuck. It's like, okay, that's over.
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing is, it's it's like, why can't people just be themselves? I mean, I mean a good example of this is I, I just recently watched uh, watched Worst of the Worst by Red Leader Media,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where it's a 40-minute show where they talk about three B-movies, in which one of these three B-movies is the worst one. Mm-hmm. And they talked about Robo-Chic, uh, shit, uh, Alien Seed, and and uh, Your Hunter of the Future, or and <laughs> it's actually a rather entertaining show. Because you have these people actually, like, watching the movies and having, like, real conversations or real reactions to them. And it's kind of funny watching, like, five guys, you know, talking about – normally talking about a show. Being like, oh, yeah, these all three of these suck, but you, you could tell that they were actually trying on this one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's actually better than most of this slop. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think of Half in the Bag and Worst of the Worst?
1: I love Worst of the Worst. Of the three shows that they have on Red Letter Media, that's probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> Did you watch the one with Rob- Robo Chic? Uh... Not
1: yet. I have it on my watch
0: list ah. to watch later. Your Hunter of the Future, based off of an Italian comic book. It's like Barbarella, but with cavemen instead of spacemen. Oh. Yes, that's a gross simplification and not quite... Trust me, that's the easiest way to explain it to someone that has no interest in looking up the old Italian comic books. Trust me, it is. (laughs) Ah, Barbarella. Ah, yes. Oh, God, they have a Rambo cartoon on Hulu. How
1: do you make a cartoon out of Rambo?
0: Make it like G.I. Joe.
1: Especially, like, with the first movie, I mean...
0: Where he where he ha- where he where he has a knob flashback and starts attacking these these cops at a hick town. Yeah. <laughs> See the thing is, Neil and I have both had teachers that had Dom flashbacks.
1: No, I had a teacher at a World War Two flashback. <laughs> okay, that's worse. Yeah, that that guy needed to retire, like right then in there.
0: The thing is, there were other students in my class that joked about, say, say well, someone should just yell out, Charlie, really loud, and see what happens. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> are you going to do that? You're the one suggesting it. He's like, no, oh, I'm not doing that. Then why are you suggesting it? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not doing that. that that's horrible. Is <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, so many of these cartoons we have to watch. Oh. I can't believe that they actually have Hatsukoi Limited is an anime. Hmm. This this is by an artist who who's known as like a pinup girl artist in Japan. Okay. So, quite good. Oh, that's so fucking funny. There there's, there's an Amazing Spider Man True trailer and the picture for it mm-hmm. is the Rainy costume.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Way well, to go they... admitting. And Aren't they going was,
1: back to the original costume this time around?
0: Yeah, when they said they were going to change the costume because the first costume didn't test small, well, it's, like, it's like they showed the first picture. It's like, oh my goodness, that's the Raimi costume. Why don't you just admit you fucked up? Right. So in the next Superman movie, it's going to be like, red tights are coming back, I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't
1: know what the problem is that people have with the with the red tights. It's like, it's like, he's wearing underwear on the outside of his suit. I'm like, they're called trunks. Stupid.
0: Strongman look, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, you know I don't know what's wrong with people. it's like suddenly they don't know what those things are. It's like have you ever I mean, come on, you must have turned on sports at some time. You know, you have you ever seen people like doing a marathon, you, you know, you know, wear the little wear the little tights, you know. You know, they I don't know, people it's like people've never seen like athletic trunks before.
0: Actually, I don't really watch marathons anymore because the thing is, you you always see one person now. One person that actually runs the marathon so hard that their body actually starts wrecking itself right there. Uh Like, there's this one guy that ran so hard he was bleeding from his nipples. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm like, how does that happen? Uh How does that happen? I'm trying to figure out how that physically happens. I don't know.
1: Or, or an even better example would be like professional wrestling. It's like you've seen people who wear trunks on the outside of their on the outside of their tights all the time. It's like it, I don't know, it's like suddenly the year 2010 comes around, people look at Superman, they're like, "Why does he wear the red tights on the outside of his pants?"
0: Morons. Jeez. Yes, this really happens. God. I don't know why. Does that make you want to go, so dude, is your whole body like screaming in pain? Because I'm like thinking, okay, if you're bleeding from there, does that mean like your whole body's like fucked up or something?
1: No, actually, I think I've, you know, now that I think about it, I think I've heard of this phenomenon. What basically is, is it's it's the, the costume that they're wearing, it just because they're running so hard, it's kind of like rubbing against their body and because your nipples stick out, it's rubs them raw and they start bleeding and that's what it is okay yeah so it's not like it's not like they're trashing their body it's just that um,
0: (laughs) okay i just just imagine like severe punishment on on their innards so much that their their dimples are leaking i mean it's
1: still gross but it's like you know maybe you might want to consider raw
0: but he's a guy he's a man baby
1: yeah, but you know, even I would be like, you know, there, there's got to be some padding there if that's gonna happen.
0: Only certain men wear bras, Neil. Yeah. And get, get a permanent marker and write. Uh, no, no. Don't, uh, <laughs> no, don't, no. No, okay. Uh, Young lady. No. Absolutely not. Um, I, I think the point of this is, how do we get here again? I don't know. Well, well the point is uh you know tell us what shows we have to watch listeners, mm-hmm. or else you'll get more shows like this,
1: yes, <laughs> and next week, Ben and I will be
0: doing mad Libs <laughs> no <laughs> we'll 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 definitely be doing a a real show next week, yes. but yeah, we want to do more topic shows. We want to have a regular guest back. We want to have everything that makes AA great. Mm-hmm. But without your support... Uh, no, actually, we don't need money. We're fine without <laughs> it.
1: Operators are standing by.
0: Yes, this Kickstarter thing, which, by the way, was just hacked, is a great place for you to... no.
1: See, I was making a PBS joke.
0: Uh, well, K- Kickstarter was just recently hacked.
1: Yeah. And the FBI told them, how's that is that? <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's see here. Not much else to talk about right now. Uh, you know, Neil's Dossian comic is running well. Yes. It's. Uh, are you still in the? Uh... Yes, I am still
1: very much in the uh, in the guest comic arc.
0: Is it the... still Burt Ward?
1: Uh, no, that ended on la- that la- ended last Friday or. I don't know what week this will be for the listeners but that that will have already happened by then. Ah, oh. Yeah. This week the the week that we're recording this it's Pablo's comic. It's uh See and babies.
0: DC and babies we make dreams come true.
1: Yes, I already made that joke.
0: Uh, oh god, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had chubby Chubby. Yes. What's it with with chubby babies?
1: Oh, nice and chubby baby. Yeah, I
0: knew that was coming. <laughs> we go in, we go out.
1: At at the time that this airs, it'll probably have already been been shown, but you should tune in anyway because there's a super secret uh, contributor who's going to be doing a comic in the month in the month of March. So
0: yeah, is, is there is.
1: Yeah, we know who it is. In fact, I probably already spoiled it on this show, but I, I you never told me. It's, uh, well, I'm going to bleep it, but it's... Al Pacino.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, Neil, did you see the preview video of the new uh, South Park RPG? <laughs> I have not. It it actually looks exactly like the show, and the dialogue is actually a lot like the show, and it actually does play like a reasonably stacked RPG.
1: Yeah. Well, the show is basically just Flash animation, right?
0: No, or it's so... not. It's, done, it's actually done with... Oh, buttons. that's
1: right. It's done. Thund- you told me that, but it it looks like it could be done in Flash, and you know all, all you have to do is come up with something similar for modern video game systems to look like that. And I don't think that that's terribly hard.
0: Well, well, the thing is, you create a character and you pick to be a fighter, mage, thief, or Jew. <laughs> I know. I was like, really? And your character is a silent protagonist and everyone's like. Really weirded out by it, like, yeah, new kid's not talking at all. Why I don't know this is kind of weird,
1: but yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be difficult to emulate the look of the show, so that's that's a that's pretty much a given that it's gonna look exactly like the show.
0: It's actually like an episode of the show, it actually plays like it too, it's actually excellent. I, I was kind of on the fence before, being like, you know, I kind of like my, my Matt and Trey's early stuff, but I kind of feel like this is like a cash grab. But then I look at, I'm like, oh my goodness, they actually worked hard on this.
1: Well, I would seen some screenshots from even before THQ and under, and it looked pretty good. know like, oh, that looks like it looks like it's actually promising.
0: It, it actually does look like it looks legit. It it's because they've had some shitty games in the past.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of fell into the acclaim trap along with the Simpsons where they got stuck with a developer who just kept making shitty games. Wait, I mean, what was well, the that?
0: Simpsons. The Simpsons what? redeemed itself with the Simpsons game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they really had a shitty deal, deal for the like, longest time. It's like they had they had the one arcade game by Konami, but some idiot locked them into like a, a console deal with Acclaim and Acclaim held on to that tenaciously for years i think it well, was pretty much until Acclaim went under
0: well like i said the fact that the final boss is matt groining actually he he says that and then and then and then bart says are you sure and then he says i don't know anymore and then and they says i'm and then matt says i am history's most beloved animator mm mm-hmm. mhm And then Homer says, Seth MacFarlane? (laughs) (laughs) So it's very self-referential and doesn't take continuity worth a damn. That's good. I like the Family Guy game where it's all nothing but continuity. Yeah. I actually couldn't believe it. I actually watched three Family Guy episodes today while cleaning. Why did you do that? To motivate me to clean faster.
1: (laughs) If I finish, I can turn it off.
0: Like there was an episode where Brian and Stewie to die. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, it was they went to Vegas. Well, they both went to they went to Vegas. You know, one pair of them flew, another pair like teleported, cloned to Vegas. You know, the Stewie that the teleporter cloned to Vegas got shot and died, and the Brian that flew jumped off a building and died. So it's the wrong Stewie and Brian flying back. I mean, it, it, it's just that kind of, oh, I see. They just got out of that.
1: Yeah, they've done that before, though.
0: And uh, I watched the domestic violence episode again, and that one was terrible.
1: Now, when you say the domestic violence one, are you thinking of the one that I was, where it's like from the first or second season?
0: I'm talking about the one where Glenn's sister oh. goes up with the abusive boyfriend that Glenn kills.
1: Oh, I then that's not the one I was thinking of. There's one where the entire third act of the show is is uh, the Griffins inside their own home and they get into a huge fight and it's it's the most boring scene of the original run. It's, I hate that scene. It's
0: no, this is worse. Uh, okay, this is a lot worse because it's uh, it's it's just because uh, the thing is how how do you do this to where you have. Uh, where you have uh, Glenn's sister show up, and she has this boyfriend who just continually beats her, beats her, and beats her. And you have every single character be dead serious about this. It, it's such a weird, tonal thing that makes you go, what? Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. it goes back to what we said earlier about another Family Guy episode, about well, Family Guy doesn't understand how to shift its tone. Right. Cause you're like, any minute now, there's gonna be a punchline, <laughs> you know, just like with the uh, with the you know the the life of Brian episode, like any minute now, any minute now. Oh wait, they they just ended without. Oh, they did.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so they they did it to themselves again. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Not a fan. Sorry, Kitty Hawk. I'm still not a fan of Pam, my guy.
1: You know what it is though. I think. I think. Seth MacFarlane has a thing for wanting to make Family Guy as much like an eighty sitcom as possible. Cause, I think he actually said that once. Because family, I've noticed that Family Guy has the pacing of like
0: Full House. Uh,
1: no, I'm thinking like Family Ties. You know, where Ooh. it'll be it'll be like really goofy, and then it'll shift to something really serious, and then. But I don't know. It just doesn't work for me in animation. I don't. I don't know why. Then again, I'm not really a fan of that type of sitcom humor anyway. So a lot of eighties a lot of eighties sitcoms I really don't like for much the same reason. Packs uh, of life.
0: Perfect strangers.
1: Um different strokes.
0: For different yeah. folks.
1: Maybe you're thinking of the movie. Do you know about that? The the different strokes, the story of Jack, Jill and Jill. No. You should Google it sometime. <laughs>
0: No, thank you. I think I've heard this story before. It's
1: the, it's the, uh, well, I won't tell you about the film per se, but I'll tell you it does star Dana Plato. And yes, it is a soft core porn movie, although she'll deny it. Or she would deny it when she was alive. Just because uh, people out there, you need to listen to uh, the, the interview she did with Howard Stern the, uh, the day before she died. It's basically like her lying her ass off. It's like, what? Well, I didn't have a lesbian girlfriend. And no, that wasn't a porn movie. It was, it was, it was just a bad B movie. And the only reason it went X is because our boobs touched. I'm like, come on. <laughs> she, I mean, she makes it sound like, like there was a sex scene. And I'm like, no, there were multiple sex scenes. And not all of them were of the two lesbians. I mean, there was the boyfriend. He, he plowed like, he, he plowed like two girls in that movie. And, it's like, it was a porn. Come on.
0: <laughs> and Neil would know.
1: I saw it. I'm like, I'm like is that Dana Plato? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is she doing in this?
0: Actually, the thing was, in, in, in high school, I don't know this. I heard this from, like, my sister's friends, but there was a band teacher, and there was a rumor going around that he was in that movie.
1: Really? Yes. You know what? That could be because, uh, the themes, the theme music of that, uh, of that movie, it was, it was played by the, by the main male character. It's like, there's like this little piano ditty and like every, <laughs> every now and then it would shoot to him and he'd be playing that, he'd be playing that piece. So, and that was kind of like a weird recurring theme in the movie is that he, he, for some, for some reason he was playing, he was like the in the story, I'm, I mean, he was the composer of the romantic piece that they play over the sex scenes it's really strange
0: that that's actually the story that that might actually be true
1: yeah so there could be something to that you, you said music teacher i'm like yeah i i think i see where the connection is
0: wow i can't believe it i don't know what else is there to uh let's see here i i don't think there's much else for us to talk about right now
1: no we went to we went to data plato starring in softcore pornography so i think we saw the topic
0: good night everybody
1: (laughs) what you talk about
0: oh god it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike
1: take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Hey,
0: I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang-King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry
1: Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community.
0: Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we, hey, again? Come on, Chuck, we're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we, okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's On Joe Mom! Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsideFalse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good no. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's alright. ToonCast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts tfg and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terra the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. So, should we start about the death of Arthur Rankin?
1: Uh, sure.
0: Because I think that might be kind of important. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Philip Senior or Hoffman did any animation work. I don't think he did. No. Well then he's uh, he's stuck up and he thinks he's too good for us. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Let me just let me just check his uh, Wikipedia. Yeah,
1: drug overdose apparently. I thought that's kind of a like, shitty thing
0: to die of. Okay. Yeah. Well, they don't know what they're doing no more. Nope. Oh wow. What? 2012 Broadway, Death of a Salesman, Willie Loman. You've, you've never seen Death of a Salesman, have you?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Ah. It's as depressing as it sounds. It's about a salesman who dies.
1: The title says it all, doesn't it?
0: Well, well it's a little bit more than that, because Willie Loman's like this loser. Yeah. This loser that has two sons, a wife, and, and he never really did anything in his whole life. He, he's just a salesman driving around with a sample kit from his job selling. And and everything moves by him, and he never takes risks. And he, that's the thing is he has a brother named Ben who's like this millionaire who goes out to Africa and things like that and and invests in mining and stuff like that. and And – and uh, it, and basically, it gets to the point where where uh, where all these people that Willie knew all his life, it doesn't mean a damn thing because, like Willie's boss, yeah, is the son of his best friend. He he, he even got to name the kid, but now he's his boss, and he, and the guy fires him, and he's like, "You can't fire me! I named you!" and he, and and the guy's like, "Willie, it doesn't matter. You're it's not good." So things like that it's it in, in in my mind i i think it's kind of funny that this is a play that was written in in the late 40s early 50s and this play says that the old fashioned sales model of a door-to-door salesman is outdated and dead and so true isn't it yeah I, li- I like Death of Salesman for ironic reasons, though. But uh...
1: I just went to look up Rankin, uh, Arthur Rankin's Wikipedia page, and uh, I actually spotted a typo I just fixed. it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah, I guess the earliest thing they ever did was uh, The New Adventures of Pinocchio. They were, like, uh. one of the very first... Uh, made-for-TV animation uh, houses.
0: Arthur Rankin was the Rankin half of Rankin Bass, the, mm-hmm. other, the other half being Lauren Bass, of course, right. when he's not wearing onions in his hair. <laughs> carrots, carrots. Carrots. Pardon me. Uh, and uh, really, it's it's really sad, because this is a man who has a pretty long career.
1: Yeah. Made some of my favorite uh, holiday specials, for sure.
0: Yes. And also made the, old, the only animated version of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings that doesn't suck.
1: <laughs> two out of three ain't bad.
0: And <laughs> they ain't bad.
1: Yeah. yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. And I guess as far as animated series goes, uh, the last two things he worked on were the Thundercats and the Silverhawks, which we just talked about on the last episode.
0: And we kind of shit on it a little bit. Yeah, we uh, shit on it. You know, the interesting thing is, I'm looking at this, apparently Rankin-Bass made an animated version of Wind in the Willows, and I've never seen this. I've, I've of course, seen the Disney version of Wind in the Willows, but I've never seen the Rankin-Bass version.
1: This sounds very familiar. I remember there being a weird wind, Wind in the Willows. Yeah. must have been something that aired, like, one time.
0: It was, a, it was a TV movie. I'm getting details.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because this was around... This was 87, so this is like...
0: Yeah, it was done. the last production by Rankin Bass. This is but where the... we
1: have all the toy cartoons on at yeah. this time, so this was kind of like passe, sadly.
0: Uh, I, I've i never seen this one. I almost want to now, but this this sounds a little weird.
1: It looks really nice. I'm looking at some of it right now. Oh. Definitely looks like overseas animation, but Rankin Bass uh, really did all right with overseas animation.
0: Yeah, he did. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Hmm. It doesn't look too bad. It's, you know, it's...
1: I mean, it's not The Hobbit, but...
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing is, is some of these camera angles seem a little odd choice some odd camera angle choices. Sadly, you know, when you talk about Winning in the Wheels, you will have to talk about you know you will have to compare it to the Disney one, and I think yeah. this one's just sort of it, it's not as good.
1: Yeah, but I, I think I would still watch this. I'll, I'll have to.
0: Have I, I, I I would watch this too because this is this is fascinating because this yeah. is literally the last animated feature that uh, Rankin Bass did.
1: Yeah, I'm adding this to my watch later list.
0: No, it's not bad at all. I, I'm just saying that this was, the, you know, against, you know, Disney at some of its best time. Right. Not, you know, actually, technically, Disney back then thought they were in a slump, but <laughs> compared to the 80s, not really. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, you know, like I said, it's, I didn't even know this existed. So um so yeah it's actually really sad whenever anyone this ingrained in the animation industry passes.
1: Yeah, we we we've pretty much lost all of the uh the golden age animators and now we're losing all of the uh the TV the early TV animators now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we lost the golden age, now we're losing the silver age.
1: Yeah, it seems like we did it seems like we lost someone else recently. Um
0: well, we lost uh, we lost Arthur Rankin. Yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well,
1: that's not what I was talking about. But...
0: okay. Yeah. And uh, the third was uh, the internet sensation Colonel Meow.
1: Colonel Meow. Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> he's like Neil. He's like the third most famous internet cat.
1: I, I've never seen this cat before.
0: He has the Guinness World Record for the longest fur okay he there's pictures of him you know where, where he's sitting next to little bub and uh and grumpy cat uh, you know you so know little
1: so they've met there they're there's they're been a crossover
0: it's just a picture of three cats together neil it's not like they're having a play fight
1: <laughs> they don't get together and review a bad anime or anything like that
0: no no they're just there to like be cats they're just sort of sitting <clears throat> there peaceful like and stuff no, deal. There are no you know, locals with cats. <laughs> that
1: cat with the glasses.
0: Stop saying it. They're going to okay. do it. Oh, damn it. No, but... But the thing is this. It's like... Like I said, it's... uh He was... If you really want to get down to it, internet cats like Grumpy Cat and Little Bub and, and meow they have, like hundred times the viewership of those people
1: yeah oh my god mr well, toad is played by charles nelson riley now i have to see this <laughs> oh my god paul freezes in this <laughs> roddy mcdowell yes oh my god this is on the watch list
0: <laughs> robert mcfadden yeah
1: oh, my god. <laughs> oh this is this is a post posthumous release for paul freeze he died in 86
0: wow well that's because he delayed the movie for two years oh okay because apparently no tv station wanted to or tv network wanted to touch it because they kept on saying well what what we said this isn't as good as the disney one (laughs)
1: like is is there a toy attached to this cartoon no get the hell out (laughs) What? What?
0: Apparently, Neil Rankin Bass produced a Coneheads television special.
1: Oh my God! I didn't know this.
0: I did not either. Why? Why did Rankin Bass touch Coneheads? I don't know.
1: I'm trying to figure out why they they aligned with Toho to produce one of the uh, the King Kong movies. They 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 co-produced King Kong Escapes for some reason.
0: Well, the thing is, back then, animation companies were dipping their fingers in lots of pies.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, Hanna-Barbera has a lot of live-action shows that you don't really hear about.
0: And there's, of course, We're the Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I try not to think about that one.
0: Kind of bad gorilla suit. Oh, boy.
1: Wow. It's been a while been a while since I've seen some of these uh yeah and each one of these each one of their Christmas specials had a had like a had like a guest performer like uh Santa Claus is coming to town had Fred Astaire yeah uh Rudolph had Burl Ives Frosty had Jimmy Durante now kids today have no idea who these people are oh Andy Griffith was in Frosty's Winter Wonderland which I think is one of the bad Frosties isn't it
0: yeah, yeah. but the but uh, J- Jack Frost has Buddy Hackett.
1: Yes. Oh, well, you go.
0: You yep. everyone loves Buddy Hackett.
1: Oh my god, yeah, the last unicorn.
0: Oh god. <laughs> I <laughs> you know, know
1: you kind of groan whenever people mention that movie. It
0: it's it's not that uh, it's it, it's okay, it's very visually beautiful and stuff like that, but it's not really that good. I've never I actually mean, seen it. And, uh, and you know what? I will say st- solid voice cast. You have Renee Aubizon, you got uh, you got uh, Christopher Lee, you know, solid voice cast. Yeah but Pharaoh. yeah. But but the but the problem I have is is people who elevate it up. So it's not really a problem with the film itself, it's the problem I have is Uber fanboys of the film. And people who go uh you know, Jeff Bridges, you know, love Jeff Bridges. But, you know, it's Alan people who – uh, what? Alan
1: Arkin, Angela yeah. Lansbury. Oh, my God.
0: Like I said, solid voice cast.
1: Paul Freese again.
0: Solid voice cast. But but but, but there are people who, who – I remember back in the day, there, there were tons of people who tried to make arguments of this being – blurring the lines between American animation and anime. And I'm like, I don't know what you're smoking, but I – don't want any part of it. It ruins your brain cells. <laughs> I, I'm not sure you if you ever heard that bullshit, but I have. So it's you know it, it, it's these same arguments over and over again. I'm like, like clearly it isn't anime, and and uh, and because the animation really isn't you know that high up. This this isn't this isn't you know. Quite at the level of say Toei or, or TMS or you know the animation was actually done by Topcraft, but I uh, Topcraft who was used by Miyazaki mm-hmm. before before forming Studio Ghibli and uh, and the only the only Miyazaki film that Topcraft did was Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, which is argu- arguably one of the more Shottedly animated of them all. Mm. So, so the thing is, like I said, I, I, I don't, I don't really, like I said, I, I have a problem with the people who love this film, like love, love, love this film.
1: I don't know. I, I've never actually seen it, so I have no opinion on it.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. I think I, I think the biggest thing that, that spoils me and gets me mad at things is like fanboys of things versus the thing itself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, a. Uh, Apparently, well, see, Arthur Rankin did stuff past Rankin-Bass. Yeah. Like, uh, Arthur Rankin, you know, produced the animated version of The King and I.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Which you do not want to see. Okay. Trust me on this one.
1: Is it anywhere on the level of Robin and the Dreamweavers? I mean, in terms of animation quality, I don't mean. In no, no, it's actually better than matter.
0: that. No, no, it's actually better than that. It was it was okay. it was it was actually distributed by Warner Brothers Animation, and they actually have some standards.
1: Okay,
0: good. <laughs> it, but still, it's you know, it's this one's interesting because it's grayed out and not a link. The Sins of Dorian Gray is a feature film that that Arthur Rankin produced. Yeah. And I have to. Oh, it's a live action movie. Uh, you know about the, the, the story of Dorian Gray, right?
1: Uh, no.
0: Guy gets a painting and uh, he doesn't age anymore and he doesn't get injured anymore, but every bad thing he does or every year he ages is shown in the picture. And the worse his personality is, the worse his picture gets. But he doesn't suffer any. Sort of damage to his body, but his painting keeps on getting uglier and uglier.
1: Okay, it's kind of a weird uh, premise.
0: Well, it was written by Oscar Wilde, so what do you want? <laughs> I mean, Oscar Wilde was a was a was a. Okay, the only thing I really know about Oscar Wilde was he po- was he was a poet, and he had a club foot. Ah. Yes. Yes. So, what else do we have? To well,
1: uh did we did we ever mention James Avery passing away?
0: Oh 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 you're right. Oh my god, James Avery. Oh that's so sad. Yeah. The original Shredder. Yeah, I always know him as Uncle Phil.
1: Yeah. Well kind of a kind of a weird lateral topic of that is that I was listening to uh to Rob Paulson's podcast a little while ago and he was One of his listeners had mentioned a a season in which, like, all the voices kept changing, and Rob didn't really remember it, but I remember it. It was, it was like season three. That was like the super season where they, where they, uh, made like 47. No, no, it was way before that. This was season three where they, uh, they, they were beefing up the episode count to get up to 65 for the, for the weekday syndication. So they made like 47 episodes. It's like the most ridiculous season of the entire run.
0: Oh, so, is that the one is that the one where they where they just were where Acom just didn't give a fuck anymore?
1: Yeah, Acom really didn't give a fuck. And I, I don't think I don't think the studio really gave a fuck because they were like, We have to get these episodes on the air. So there were a lot of animation mistakes and,
0: and Tur- one turtle morph morphing into another mid mid cell. I, I remember those episodes.
1: Yeah, and I'm surprised that there weren't more mistakes on that on that show because it was like this was after Transformers and I remember like like the the three jets always like changing colors all the time, and I'm like, how are they gonna keep these these Ninja Turtles straight? For the most part, they did. I mean, surprisingly, the number of anim- animation coloring uh, mishaps were minimal.
0: Yeah, there it, were only three per episode. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, there were there were like several episodes where like the voices kept changing. Like there was a really obvious. Uh, a different person who played uh, Shredder that wasn't James Avery sounded way different. Like, there were a few episodes where Donatello and Raphael sounded different. It was really kind of a bizarre season. It was like... I'm guessing it was just because they were doing so many episodes at once that they couldn't get everyone in the studio on a regular basis.
0: So... Yeah, the... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. They probably had... (laughs) <laughs> he probably had one guy who could do voices like do like three or four people at one time that was just at the studio all the time yeah sort of but like how like... So sort of like how when the, they did this how not when they did but when when the star trek animated series was made they had Doohan do everybody
1: yeah well it seemed to be seemed that like townsend coleman uh ended up doing a few of the replacement voices because he would he's kind of like a chameleon like the, the other three turtles like uh barry gordon and cam clark and uh and rob paulson you know they all have voices where you immediately know it's them whenever you hear them but but uh, townsend coleman my god he can he's been in shit where like i had no idea it was him like he did he, like the most the one that always comes to mind is the dad and uh in that, in that anti-drug uh cartoon they did where all the cartoon characters crossover
0: cartoon superheroes to yeah, the rescue yeah cartoon the all-stars ri- to the rescue yeah the uh, the original wink fest
1: yeah the, ori- the original wink fest
0: the original circle jerk yeah. oh my god that sucks
1: <laughs> it was worse than i remembered yep yeah oh my god you know what i i mentioned a couple times i want to i want to redo that that carl Masick episode and you know, you speaking speaking of Cam Clark, I was I was watching the I was watching Robotech and there's there's a scene in that where God he's, he's saying something about Min May, and he says something he's oh he's talking about Min and, and Rick Hunter and and he says he's like he says something like uh Oh, they're in love or something like that and he and it made me realize that when uh when Homestar Runner did that parody of uh of Akira where where he's like, no way, you're just a kid. You know, it, it, it's just like it's like, oh my god, they got that down. It's like I'd never realized how accurate that Cam Clark impersonation was. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, I need
1: to go now I need to go back and watch the original Akira dub to see if he actually talks like that. He talks like that in Robotech.
0: <laughs> he does talk like that in Akira, I remember it very clearly.
1: Yeah, he's like those two must be in love or something. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. And who was it who was saying that uh, the way Max was portrayed between Robotech and Matt Cross was just was like uh, night and day. Like in one, he's kind of, he's kind of like admiring. He's kind of admiring Miria. and And in the next one, he's like, He's, he's like, looking at her bus size or something.
0: That was that was my friend uh, Tim.
1: Yeah, that was great. I I saw that scene again. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, he said something like, he, he comments on her bus size, and then he's like, those poor things must be smothering in there.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yes.
1: Oh, too bad it wasn't Cam Clark who said that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm sure if you walk up to him on the street and say, hey. You want to? Uh, hey, you want to record something for me for my show?
1: <laughs> yes. Hey, Cam. I know you didn't actually say this line, but you have to say it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, He he will. Yeah. It, oh god, it's too bad that when when we had uh, what's his name on the show. Uh, uh, God damn it. Brett Weaver. Brett Weaver. When we had Brett Weaver on the show, I should have had had him say the line. Uh, you can fight. You can still fight when you when you're drunk.
0: I think he said it.
1: Oh. I'll have to go back and listen to it, because I, I don't remember getting him to say it. I wish I... Yeah, if we ever get him on again, I'm going, to like,
0: can you say this?
1: Like, <laughs> I know you didn't actually say it, but...
0: Oh. Yeah, well, he gets to... Well, you know, he gets to say things he's never said before.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Oh, All the time.
1: Oh, one one last thing about the difference between Macross and Robotech. It's like... The, the Robotech dub is pretty good, but it's it's kind of like it's very downplayed. Like the characters are very mellow and in, in the ADV dub, it's everyone's like really, really excited. And like the, the funniest example that I know of is uh, when, when uh, Rick Hunter flies in and in the first episode and, and, uh, and uh, Roy Fokker's like, he's like, God damn it. What are you doing? Flying that crop duster in here. He's he's really ragging on him. And then in, Ro- in the Robotech version, he's like, Now Rick, (laughs) (laughs) he's he's this very downplayed skull, night and day. Yeah, very. It it's like, and when when you see the animation, it's like, yeah, it's very obvious that these characters are screaming, and yet in the Robotech dub, when they're not, when they're kind of like downplayed and kind of talking like this, you know, it it doesn't seem weird, and yet when you see the alternate dub, it's like, yeah, they should be screaming. What the hell?
0: That that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that's actually very funny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, so um, it looks like uh, there was a Seinfeld reunion as a Super Bowl commercial. Oh
1: yeah, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I.
0: Neither did I.
1: Yeah, I I had heard that there was going to be something. I didn't know it was going to be a Super Bowl thing.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Who? Those. let's see here. It
1: seems like there was another death recently, and uh, maybe I posted on the on the Facebook. I guess I didn't. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just imagining, maybe I'm thinking of, like, a different death entirely. Oh, Hal, Hal Sutherland passed away. That's really? what I was thinking. Yeah. The other half of Filmation. That's who I was thinking of.
0: Oh, uh, my God. That's that's horrible. Maybe
1: maybe it's because I was trying to think of what other legendary animator uh who died recently, and, of course, Hal Sutherland. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. yeah, he's he's passed away. I I assume uh, from just from complications of old age. Or, you
0: know. so sad, so yeah. sad that we've lost all these great people.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's like all the all the classic TV animators are starting to go. Actually, they've been they've been dying off for a while now. But. Obviously, Hannah, Hannah and Barbara, who who were pioneers in both the Golden Age and the Television Age, long gone.
0: Yep. Yeah. So let's see. That's another sad animation yeah. loss. People also search for Chuck Menville when searching for Hal Sutherland. Okay. I don't know why they don't. They, he didn't work on any of the same stuff. Oh, wait, he did work on Daffy Duck and Porky Peek. Oh,
1: no. Oh, that was a travesty.
0: That was horrible. These things happen. Yeah. These things really happen. Oh, boy. So, let's see here. Have you been seeing anything else new in animation?
1: Uh, Nothing new recently. I know there's been like a bunch of movies that have come out. Like, I have not seen Frozen. I should because I heard it's pretty good. I heard they they kind of I'm I'm not gonna spoil it, but I I hear they kind of curb the whole uh uh the the guy rescues the girl at the end. They kind of they kind of do a swerve and it doesn't end the way you expect it to, which is kind of cool. I heard how it ends and it's kind of neat. Ah uh, yes,
0: sounds interesting.
1: Yes, of course. Part of the reason I haven't seen it is because it's already been spoiled for me. So I'm like, well, I guess I don't have to go see it.
0: Oh, you still have to go see it.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably see it when it comes to streaming or something. Because I'm just...
0: I'm very cheap when it
1: comes to the theater. I'm like, I could go out and pay like ten bucks to see a movie or I can kind of put that money aside for like a video game or something. I'll get a video game.
0: Then get a video which, game.
1: Yes. Which I usually end up doing.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's okay. It's... Still, it's kind of nice to sort of Get your pick in animation now, because there's just so much available now through, you know, the legitimate streams, you know. There's, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Yeah. It's all available there.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh, Disney put all of uh, Gargoyles on YouTube. You can stream the whole series.
0: Yeah, you can you can watch 21 episodes of Goliath on a Boat.
1: <laughs> uh, we must never forget about Goliath on a Boat.
0: With twelve back, uh, you know, twelve uh,
1: backdoor pilots.
0: Yes, twelve backdoor pilots.
1: That is sad. It's like that—that's franchise abuse. It's like that—that well, that person should have been like, should have been like, barred from ever working again.
0: But people love Greg Weissman. Uh,
1: people like David Wise too.
0: David, the girl who loved Power. Wise.
1: Yeah, the girl who loved Power Glide.
0: And... See, that's the thing. Whenever someone brings up David Wise, I just say David, the girl who loved Power Girl for Power Glide. Wise. Well, a girl loving Power Girl would be totally different. I'd be okay. Yeah, with that'd be awesome. But yeah, Atlee. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yes. think that that's part of what fueled the popularity of that series is that people are like. Are they lesbians?
0: You know what the sad thing is, Neil? They're not? No. The actual Amanda Connor run was less than two years long. Ah. It wasn't that long of a run. And the next writer immediately dropped Atley and never brought her up again.
1: Oh, see, that's a shame.
0: (laughs) So this run that everyone loves is not that long. Isn't that kind of weird?
1: Um, yeah. But anyway, we were talking about David Wise. Yes. I know a lot of people defend that that last episode, The Rebirth, and I, I still think that, you know, it doesn't matter how many episodes it was, the story was just garbage to begin with. Like, there's nothing that fleshing out two more episodes would have done to really fix it. Because it's still like, we have to introduce... <laughs> Like forty new characters in the span of like I don't know, three, ten minutes. Yeah, three to five episodes. Yeah, pretty much all at the beginning. And it was just like a bunch of garbage to follow and like the, the the there was never a motivation to begin with and Oh god, that was a terrible episode. That was a terrible way to go out for that series.
0: And then there were the wreckers. Ah uh. Which was not just, in the cartoon, so Neil doesn't know much about the Wreckers.
1: Not really. It's just, it just—it seemed like a way. It seemed like first of all, it's like a British idea, and like I don't know, British comics are always weird to me. It's like, uh, and with all their it,
0: driving on the wrong side of the road. And...
1: No, no, it's just—it's not that. <laughs> it's just like they have—I don't know—they have—they have a different way of like thinking about action cartoons, and the Wreckers just seem like a way for them to do kind of GI Joe in Transformers for some reason. It—that's it, kind of what. I got out of it.
0: Like they're the Suicide Squad of the Autobots. They they they're sent in it, to handle a job like, no one else can. If you can find them, maybe you can hire the Wreckers.
1: No, it's like Transformers was like a little more easygoing. It was like a bunch of a bunch of robots that had kind of silly personalities. Sometimes they would, you know, stop the Decepticons. But the Wreckers were like really, at least what I saw, were like a little more serious and meant to be kind of like this militaristic team and i was just like Ugh. and plus they were using like like the stupid autobots they were using the top spin and twin twist the the two like pullback toys and they used the two dorvac toys the uh, the the one that turned into like the jeep that had like i don't know 20 different accessories that were easy to lose
0: see the Wreckers i knew was the one that's springer led yeah well springer
1: i could see because Springer's always been kind of cool. He's like, he's like the closet favorite of like of season three for me.
0: Well, it's it, the thing that always struck me odd was was when Ultra Magnus, you know, bought it in the movie. Yeah. It was it was it wasn't hot rod. It was Springer who pretty much became the leader at that point. Yeah, he
1: did all right too. I mean, he was gonna get whacked if Daniel didn't save him. God damn it! But you know, he did all right. He took charge,
0: well, I mean even after that he still was like in charge until until uh, hot rod grabbed the matrix and did things with it, yeah,
1: and then for the for at least like half of season three, he was just kind of there to make snide remarks about the way hot rod was doing things Rodimus prime, I guess, especially when like Rodamus short circuits himself to travel into the matrix,
0: like I said i like I said, Springer pretty much you know took over mm-hmm. Like, like, fuck it. The last two guys died. I'm, I'm taking over.
1: Yeah. We don't need this blue glowing crystal thing. We'll just, we'll just charge in there. And he did. Yeah. Of course, once again, like, like he was like well on his way to, to getting offed when, uh, when the Matrix came to his rescue. So, I don't know. It seemed well, like he got a raw deal. It's like, it's like you know, he didn't do that badly, and yet like both times he. He took charge, he was like almost off.
0: Well that's because of unsurmountable odds, not because of bad leadership. That's true. I mean the thing is he, he you know, he he did pretty much, you know, poke Unicron in the eye.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is when it which in itself was kind of awesome. hmm In I don't know, the the movie's a fun movie, but at the same yeah. time it does have its problems, you know.
1: Yeah. Well any movie you watch it enough times and it starts to fall. You're like, wait
0: That's a minute. True. That's true, but it, it's things like the uh, you know introducing mythology that was never in the TV series, kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I got a fe- I got a feeling that that if if the movie was written where there wasn't the Matrix at all, they never had the Matrix and did something else completely different. That we would have a very different Transformers franchise today. Yeah, I have that feeling. I have a feeling that the concept of Sparks would never come out.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things in that movie that I wish they didn't do. Number one being the Matrix.
0: Right, because like I said, I have a feeling that if they didn't do the Matrix, then we wouldn't have Sparks, and if we didn't have Sparks, and we wouldn't have.
1: Beast uh... Force. <laughs> no, someone would have would have done that eventually. Because someone would have been like, "There are no souls in this franchise. We got to have, we got to have some sort of." Uh intangible supernatural force in here. You know, eventually someone does that.
0: Well, at least you didn't bring up Starstream's Ghost.
1: Yeah. They did that. Oh god, yeah, you're right. They did that in season three. <laughs> See, they were already well on their way to doing it themselves.
0: I don't think Starstream's ghost I, I think it was I think they just want to have Chris Lada back. I know. That's all that meant. The, the, the writers are like, "Oh, we love Chris Lott, Let's bring him back." But how? Starscream like bought it, bought it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, well, uh, his ghost comes back. I bet you that's exactly what happened in the writers' room. Yeah.
1: Plus, his toy was still on the shelf at that point. The the eighty six, you know, those big toy catalogs that used to come with the toys. That mm-hmm. it was like here's all the Transformers for the eighty six line. Starscream was still there, so they were like. They must have been like, well, we gotta put them in a couple more episodes, I guess. Gee, by Starstream's ghost. Yeah. And I, I still cannot find where I, where I heard this, but I had heard that they were gonna bring him back in season four, and
0: season I four got it.
1: cut, cut short, and we never saw what that was gonna be.
0: Because well, that would have been on. amazing.
1: Because they, they had learned their lesson from Optimus Prime. It's like, shit, we can't just kill the characters.
0: Oh. Dinobots in the new Transformers movie. Yeah, I know. You saw the picture of Optimus riding, uh, riding. uh, Yeah,
1: I saw that months ago.
0: The new pic. No, this is a new picture.
1: Oh, it's a new picture.
0: Yeah, it was posted just in the in Kitty Hawk's chat. It was Optimus is riding uh, Grimlock. Oh wow. On his back.
1: Oh boy, he's rather huge. Speaking of leaked pictures. The Ninja Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Do you see that?
0: Yes, I did. Uh,
1: uh, I keep telling myself, you know, it's not directed by Michael Bay, so maybe it'll be good. But I'm like, these these are the most over designed turtles I've ever seen. Like Donatello, he has he has like some sort of goggles on the top of his head. I guess he's got earbuds in, and he's got he's got glasses that are taped together like Urkel. And I'm like, come on. How much shit can you put on his head? Like, I get it; he's a tech guy, and, he, and he's got a he's got an antenna on his shell. Like, Jesus Christ! You know, I've seen cartoons that didn't go to this this level of overselling. Actually, you
0: know what's really funny is Eastman and Laird did designs for a for a proposed fourth turtle movie yeah. that are even more overdesigned than that. Oh boy! Let's see. I'm trying to. Oh yeah, here it is.
1: Wait a minute, where where are they in this picture? The the Optimus Prime and uh and Grimlock picture. That looks like the roof of uh, one of those oh, Japanese buildings. Uh,
0: yes, I know. It's
1: like the same building that that uh, that Godzilla would always knock over.
0: So look at that.
1: Oh jeez.
0: Yeah. Ugh,
1: I'm glad this didn't get made. Scroll down. These these are
0: actual. These are actual real designs by Eastman and Laird. These look like toy designs. You do you see Donatello's design? Yeah. And Laird says, okay, it's lame, I admit it.
1: Yeah, that is really lame. That's like that's like stuff they would have done for the toy line.
0: Oh. And uh, there's Michelangelo.
1: Yeah, I see
0: it. And like each turtle would uh would uh get special powers. Like, uh Donatello Don will become telepathic. Uh Leonardo can turn his skin into, like, metal, like, coloss- Colossus. <coughs> Michelangelo, Michelangelo can appear human. Raphael becomes all raptor-like. And also, there was going to be a fifth turtle.
1: Not Venus De Milo.
0: No. Okay. It was, a, it was a fifth turtle named Kirby. Kirby the Turtle. And, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, that sounds like it would suck.
0: I I think I think he's been layered like high when they were doing these designs.
1: High, I you probably had to scrape them off the ceiling after they <laughs> drew this.
0: And uh, yeah, there there were other designs they did. There were designs of Kirby the fifth turtle, uh, and uh, April O'Neil's nipples and stuff like that and a new shredder that looks like kiss. Oh no. Scroll down, you'll see him. These look
1: like these look like
0: designs
1: that I made in like in junior high. Oh my god, it's like he looks like Paul Stanley.
0: With <laughs> the shredder?
1: Yeah. Wait, is that April looking like uh like Syloth?
0: Yes. Oh my god. Why? Because they were high. They look like it. These are bad drawings too. This is Neil, this is how Eastman and Laird always drew. Oh
1: my god. I never realized.
0: You've never seen the original turtle comics?
1: I've seen bits and pieces of it. I I never realized that they drew like this. This is like <laughs> This is like J. Scott Campbell before he was good. They always drew like this, Neil. This is like oh my god, Kirby the fifth turtle. They must yeah. have been high. <laughs> I mean, this is this is worse than like the Mortal Kombat artists. Have you ever like seen the old like the illustrations that that uh they would do for like the old Mortal Kombat games? God, those are terrible drawings.
0: But yep, these are these are official. I think they I, I think they were high. I think they yeah. didn't realize they were custodians of like pop culture at this time.
1: Yeah. It's like you know what, I like Psylocke. we don't need April you know, I <laughs> and we definitely don't need her having the the, the jim lee face <laughs>
0: well 90s jim lee really did suck
1: yeah i told you about that how like like very early on like i would try to kind of ape jim lee and then i saw like anime and i was like you know i've got this drawing girls thing all wrong <laughs> Because it was like nobody had nobody had pupils, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, eyes should be bigger, and things should be round, and all these all these scratchy lines they need to go away,
0: <laughs> and these belt buckles and yeah, and the the pouches. buckles
1: the buckles and pouches need to go away. I need to
0: simplify. <laughs> oh boy, but just there you go. That's that's. That's Eastman and Laird doing a fourth Turtle movie.
1: Yeah, this would have been terrible.
0: Remember, Let's... they didn't—they didn't actually do this.
1: See, I forgot that you said movie, and now I'm looking at that April design. I'm like, they wanted to put that in a movie. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Get that—that that actress who played April in the first movie. How'd you like to wear this? Well, if Neil gets to say. Yeah, I'd like to see you wear this, but I'm, I'm guessing you wouldn't want to wear it. <laughs> and I thought that, that first movie had like a lot of restraint, too, because I saw when they when they got that van about halfway through the movie and they drove out to the countryside, I, I thought for sure that they were going to turn it into the party wagon. And I was so happy when they did. Like, wow, this movie has so much restraint compared to the TV show. And then they made the second movie.
0: <laughs> well, you gotta remember, the first movie was pretty much like the comic books, and the yeah. party wagon was not in yeah. the comic books.
1: Yeah, I, I know that. The second movie, you know what I, I heard recently that they don't use their weapons in the second movie at all. No, they I do. Nev- I never re- really. Well, I have to go watch it. But... They
0: use their weapons. They it's just like there was a whole intro fight where they're in a toy store, and that's oh, okay. that's just overblown as shit.
1: I see. I, I told you about how my opinion of the second and third movie was like reversed now where it's like, you
0: know, the third movie is terrible,
1: but it's not as bad as the second one. Whereas before, it was always the consensus that the second one was the better. Like, yeah. Well, oh, actually, yeah, the second one's kind of bad. Especially when Kevin Nash shows up at the end and <laughs> gets the finger poke to No, I don't think it's something else. But anyway.
0: Yep. So let's see here. Hmm. What other topics can we talk about tonight?
1: Oh, did you hear they're making a a live action Chip and Dale rescue range? Or actually, I'm not sure if it's a rescue range. It's just Chip and Dale live action movie with CGI Chip and Dale.
0: Yeah, I heard.
1: <sighs> Why? Why? They've they've taken the route of the Smurfs.
0: I don't know. ch Chip and Dale. Or worse, the chipmunks,
1: which has already been done. Yeah. So, I'm so just I just getting, said, I'm just getting what? tired of them uh recycling like every old property they can find like I guess the Peabody and Sherman movie looks like it's going to be okay but it's like
0: make something still... new. Yeah, I don't know why they're
1: doing that.
0: Oh. But the uh, Neo is just some pictures these are the pictures of Colonel Meow with Lil Bub.
1: Yeah. He Yeah, that is one furry ass cat. <laughs> <laughs> He almost looks like a wampa.
0: <laughs> you see him with Little Bub? Yeah. Do You remember Little Bub? Do you know Little Bub?
1: I think I've seen Little Bub before. Uh. I oh, do Strange looking cat.
0: Like I said, it's it all is just pictures some, of some cats together. There's nothing weird going on. Just... <laughs> They're
1: not... They're not crossing over for the sake of crossing over.
0: No, or I
1: guess they kind of are, but you know. they
0: kind of are, but it's it's all you need. are just two pictures of some pictures of two cats together. That's it. You don't need to make it weird or complicated or. Colonel Meow. Yeah, Colonel Meow. And there's also pictures of Grumpy Cat meeting little Lil Bub as well.
1: Grumpy Cat is the classic.
0: Yes, he is. Like I said, there's if, if there's if there's a trifecta of famous internet cats, it's Grumpy Cat, Lil Bub, and Curl and Meow, who sadly passed. See, whenever a cat dies, it it is sad for me because I've had pet cats and I I love cats.
1: Yeah, and they're basically like like kids.
0: Yeah. And and. And Grumpy Cat is is oh my god! You know how much he gets paid to to show up at shows? How much? It's like an unbelievable amount. Grumpy Cat was at uh, South by last year, mm. and it's like, it's like why invite Grumpy Cat to South by? Who cares? It's Grumpy Cat. So I was watching Jeopardy the other day, and, yeah. and it, it amazes me how stupid people are because I I because I tested myself and I could have easily got taken away like 20 grand if I was in that game easily because ha- have you ever done that Neil watch Jeopardy and like tallied how much you would have gotten if you were in the game
1: no but I I've never really I don't I've watched Jeopardy before and I've never really been able to get get the answers as quickly as contestants do so
0: oh okay yeah so
1: I'm like yeah I'm I'm the guy that like I hear the someone else give the answer I'm like
0: oh yeah that's right uh well, like I said, I'm uh, I I watch Jeopardy and I and I do that sometimes. And as you know my my amount of trivial, weird knowledge is rather high, so
1: I'm much better at Wheel of Fortune. Uh there have been days where I'm like screaming the answer at the TV. <laughs> I actually went to a taping of Wheel of
0: Fortune once. Really? Yeah. When?
1: Oh, years ago. It was um, when MySpace was still relevant. I know that. Uh,
0: so you got because to that's... see Pat Sajak and Vanna White?
1: Yep. I mean, I don't remember anything from the show per se, but it was...
0: Uh, so they were filming in the in Illinois? Yep. At Navy uh, Pier. Uh,
1: the, you know, actually, the only thing I remember vividly from that... That day is that uh, there are all these like diagonal beams that are go from like this go from like the very top of the building. They kind of like cross down, and I saw some woman actually walk into one of those. Oh god! <laughs> Almost knocked herself out. It was. I'm like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> I was gonna have to like call nine one one.
0: So, do you know about the hoe moment in oh. in the in Jeopardy? No. Ah. This is, this is a classic. This is a classic because it's just... Because his answer is technically wrong. It's technically right, but yeah. it was still wrong. Two time for 200. This term for a long-handled gardening tool can also Uh-oh. mean an immoral pleasure yeah.
1: seeker. Ken. What's a hoe? No. <laughs> Whoa.
0: Whoa. They teach you that in school in Utah, huh? Al <laughs> He's not wrong, is he?
1: No, he's not.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm pretty
1: sure that's the answer I would have given.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I love Alex's reaction of I, I love how it, it took him like
1: a beat to even get it. It was he just went, no wrong answer and then it hit. <laughs> like I always say, comedy loves the slow thinker. <laughs> it's like i, I always love that 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 brief moment where like where like something gets said and then like you know people <laughs> just kind of let it go and then and then it hits it's like it's like well all right hey wait a minute
0: it's, it's like what well, i love is they teach you that in school in utah huh mm-hmm. <laughs> see i would have given that answer too
1: i would have a long-handed
0: yeah, guarding tool and also mean an immoral. Immoral <laughs> pleasure seeker. Uh, I've honestly never heard of rake before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Like, like I said, I just, I just love that just that whole pause. You know that that you're right. That that pause where he's like wrong, and then all of a sudden, whoa, whoa. Neil, you are right. Company loves the, the slow thinker. Yes. I'm,
1: I mean that that sort of thing goes all the way back to like Abbott and Costello. Yes, <laughs> like two tens for a five, and like they 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 exchange money, and then and then it takes Costello like five seconds, and you see him kind of working it out in his head, and he's and <laughs> after he figures it out he's, after, after he figures it out, he's like he's like wait a minute.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. But, yeah, I like to uh, – <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we pretty much ran this topic show into yeah. the ground.
1: Yeah. I I kind of did it off the cuff, and I probably should have, like, been a little more prepared, but I think we did a good job.
0: I think this is going to be a very entertaining episode yes. for our listeners. Yeah. All right. Well, this is your host, Ben. With TV's Mr. Neal. And we're saying goodnight. Goodbye.